Thanks for joining me today. I'd like to invite you to visit my website, johnburney.org, where you can join my mailing list, access video, audio, and written teachings, sign up for online satsangs and retreats, as well as find the schedule for my public gatherings. I'd like to welcome you here today. Thanks, Andrew, for helping out today and all departments. <laughs> Please find a relaxed, comfortable place to be right now while we're together. Monitor your comfort level so that you're comfortable and at ease. Let the priority of your being here to be taking care of or being with what's coming up for you. If the words that are spoken here, either by me or others, are helpful, wonderful. If not, let them be in the background so that your state of mind, your breath, your sensations are foreground, your ease of being is foreground. If the words or what's spoken here triggers you or activates you, if you're able to gently give attention to what's being activated in you, what's being triggered. And see if you can bring an open beginner's mind to, set, to being with what's happening and not getting caught in what you project onto the reaction, the meaning you give it the story you tell yourself about it. Even though underneath that always is what you're feeling, what you're resisting, what you're avoiding. No blame, no judgment for that. It's programmed. <laughs> if the robot on automatic pilot doesn't work properly, you just, you, just, you know, shame it, judge it, compare it. Well, that robot. Look how that robot's doing. When we're on, when we're not conscious, when we're not in consciousness, we're basically robots on automatic pilot doing the best we can based on what we've learned, what we've been given, what, how we've been conditioned, the, con, the, the challenges of our existence and so forth. Why is this important to mention? Because 
more often than not, we treat ourselves very harshly. And we think we're not measuring up or that we're um, falling short of how we think we should be, how we think it should be going, how others think we should be and so forth, right? Yeah. And when we treat ourselves in that way, our nervous system tends to close up more, tends to contract more, our heart pulls in, and we develop defense mechanisms because we don't want to feel the pain. So being here is your laboratory. The term practice really means the attitude of a scientist that's observing carefully, that is not projecting the conclusion on what they think the experiment means. So the attitude of a true um, explorer is, is one that is, in a science terms, a double blind study. Of course, because we're our natural survival mechanisms are uh, ego driven, we are um, sorry, I actually lost myself. <laughs> that was too complicated for me, forget it. I know it was going somewhere, probably helpful. I, I don't mean I lose it. But see, I'm amused by my imperfections. I'm amused often by my mistakes, by my um, imperfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you get to be amused by yours. <laughs> God willing. Yeah, we, we, we uh, not only beat ourselves up, we get harder on ourselves. And then I think you'll notice if you're tuning into comfort, number one, that it gets less comfortable to be here. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Matrix movies or Dune or those kinds of films that, you know, it was, I think it was a Netflix series, The Messiah, I think it was called. Great series. I can't remember which. Yeah, it was really something. Um, we're, we're looking for to be saved. We're looking to be healed. We're looking for the one, the one. Right? I have news in case you don't know this. You're the one. Not your ego, not your beliefs, not your conditioning, not your conditions. 
but deep, your deep nature, the source of consciousness and all being and what brings us here together and supports us here and comes and channels and transmits through this imperfect human, John, is the one. And you are that. Whether you've realized it, whether you've awakened to it, or whether you just are inspired by the concept of it. I'm not teaching you how to follow me or my way. I'm teaching you how to find your way and to follow it and to not get in the way of how it's guiding you. That is what I am teaching. And that is what I'm helping each individual with because it is individual. The universal is the presence. It's what the Buddha said was the unchanging. He also said, everything is changing. On a relative level, everything is changing constantly. Your state of mind, your body, your breath, in and out, waves in the ocean. There's no stasis in the universe. Nothing is static. When you feel that you're stuck, when you feel that you've hit bottom, when you feel hopeless, when you read the news or whatever, deal with your health, finances, relationships, um, work, whatever challenges you. We can fall into the pits of despair and feel like we can't go on another minute. That's the human being. That's the extraordinary realm that the Buddha's first normal truth was life is suffering. Yes. And you hear that horn? Good. <laughs> Thought it was really well-timed. <laughs> suffering is the raw material of transformation. You actually hate to say it, require it for the plant to be a healthy plant that evolves and transforms, heals and becomes free. So instead of trying to get rid of suffering or judge it or fix it, you actually learn to turn towards right now in yourself throughout our satsang, the discomfort or the unsettledness So welcome to yourself. Welcome yourself home to yourself, to the one that you're looking for. Not your ego, not your aspirations, not your accomplishments, not your failures. That's not you. That's just the story. That's the drama of you. And that, as I know in my own case and with you as well, constantly learning from that mirror, from that cauldron. This environment cultivates 
aliveness. It cultivates consciousness. Just being here, even if you're in resistance, even if you're feeling like what I'm saying doesn't I don't know, have any meaning for you. It doesn't matter because ultimately you're with you. And so my invitation is find out how to be with you and let that unfoldment, even if it's on very crude level of emotional discharge, which is usually the beginning of personal healing and integration into consciousness. Maybe that's what's happening right now. We would, my language for that is you're in a process. You're shifting, stuff's moving, it sucks. You hate it, you don't want it to be going on. You just wanna be here and have groovy, you know, groovy Shakti high. Well, that's available. We provide that, or I don't, it comes through, let's just say that. As one of my teachers said, when I was really early on, I think back when I was 20, that was half a century ago, <laughs> said to me, when your nose is clean, you can smell the flower. So the flower, If it's a fragrant flower is fragrant. It's just his nature. It isn't like, well, you don't deserve to smell me. Sorry. People go up, they have a stuffed nose. They think, well, I'm, I don't deserve this. That's why I can't smell it. No, the nose is stuffed up. So you practice Patrick McEwen's breathing practices and you learn how to have an unstuffed nose. That's one of the things he learned, teaches. Uh, I like it. Um, oxygen advantage. I'm a, I'm a uh, practitioner of his brilliance. This is really what we're really teaching here. And the reason I mention him and that sort of thing is because my fundamental interest is health and wellness. I'm not a believer, I'm not a follower, never have been, even though it sounds like I might be. No, I've learned tremendously from the training and practices and therapists and healers that I've been students of and practitioners of and all of it over my life. Yes, all incredibly helpful for my journey, my own journey, but your journey is your journey. And only you can find your way. And I guarantee you, you can't know the way ahead of time, no matter who tells you what. The true path is the path of vulnerability because honestly, you don't know how it's unfolding. You don't know where it's going. And reality, true freedom is free of self. It's actually free of the knower. Now, relative reality is awarded when you're the knower and you're the accomplisher and the achiever. Don't confuse those. But when you're sitting here and you're trying to be present, if you are, 
there's a difference between trying to be present and being present. Being present has no self and yet it is your, the one that you are. So keep reattuning to the one that is just here and let the one who's trying to listen, trying to understand, trying to be here, let that go in the background or forget about it for now. Rest in the stillness that you are. Rest in the being that is all and everything always interconnected. as we sit here in silence, allow allowing to allow. And gently without effort, bring attention to the conditioned self that is struggling or trying even subtly. Gently bring attention, don't try to do anything just give it attention because I think you'll see that when you gently give it attention, letting go will happen by itself when it's ready. For now, for today, give up here, the struggle within yourself. completely surrender and relax. And allow yourself to be open, allow yourself to be guided. You'll see how it works. There's no will in it. There's no force in it. It's an effortless discovery that is ongoing every moment. Very gently bring yourself back. If you've wandered off or spaced out or gotten distracted. Notice if you're kind and forgiving and accepting or whether this is something that causes even more reaction in you, judgment 
you know. such a lousy meditator, I can't even be present, I can't even follow my breath. I couldn't follow my breath either, but I didn't, I just kept trying, I guess. True meditation is when there's no one taking themselves to be a meditator. When there's just awareness, perceiving the ever-changing conditions that are present now. That's all. The, the awareness that you are does not need your help. The one that's struggling needs help. <laughs> that's the one that needs the help. <laughs> People don't need to improve spiritually. They need to learn how to be a human. Spiritual is already perfect. That's, you know, that's why they call it the perfection of being. It's not something that you did, you know, that you built, you know, in your workshop on your cushion. Oh, no. No, 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 no. As we become more and more conscious, as consciousness integrates more and more into our human conditioned self and all facets of it, which it will and it does, that process is what's called realization. And it continues no matter how profound your awakenings or enlightenment experiences are. That continues as long as you're incarnated in a human existence. Humans are, well, let's not go there too much. Um, a challenged species, very challenged. If there is an answer, and I can't say that there is, it's what we're, it's actually what we're committing ourselves to here, honestly. It really is. Because when you find true peace and harmony within yourself, which is what this work cultivates, then you're not going to be at war with yourself or anybody else. In fact, you're going to share what you have rather than try to get more for yourself. You're actually going to want to help someone else 
because that's just feels right. Okay. Yeah. The Buddha was right. I mean, he had a lot of good things to say, actually. <laughs> Greed is a big problem. <laughs> big problem. Unfortunately, survival and greed have gotten merged and it's so hard to survive for so many now that it, this is a problem. It's not easy to be conscious when you're surviving. In fact, it's impossible. So please thank yourself for whatever it took for you to be here today. Because honestly, it's not easy to face oneself, especially now and today in the world as it is. Not easy. Much easier to trip out on YouTube, drugs, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I understand wanting to escape. I understand escaping. Totally. I don't judge that at all. Not one bit. When someone comes to me and they're shooting heroin or they're drinking phenomenal amounts of alcohol every day, I, I feel nothing but love and compassion for them because I know how hard it is to be, to face one's overwhelming pain, overwhelming grief, overwhelming rage, Hopelessness, helplessness, all of it. But as you learn to, on a relative level, bring the consciousness that is not the relative to the relative conscious conditioned self, which is really also the work that I'm teaching is what this work teaches is, is how to participate in a way that facilitates self-healing. It helps facilitate transformation and it helps facilitate what I call inspired aliveness. Oh yeah, 100%. Lisa, my former assistant and dear close friend, um, was helping out a little the other day and went, and I can't manage anymore a lot. And that's why I haven't been able to do any public stuff. I don't know when we'll be able to do that uh, again. I hope to, I hope it will be safe. And I love being with you in person, of course. I miss it actually a lot. I had over 30 years of doing that. So it's a big loss for me. Uh, but this is great. And I love what's happening. It's working and I hope it grows and continues. And I hope I'll be able to do that. But she was helping out in the wonderful way that she does. And I'm so grateful to her. Phenomenally grateful. And she was diving into the hundreds of testimonials that have come in that are so beautiful and amazing. And I thought, wow, I guess I'll keep doing this. <laughs> I guess it's working. You know, I've never had a sense of self in it in that way ever someone came to me recently i really like him he's quite an interesting young man who's successful and quite conscious i would say 
And he said, you know, it's interesting. I, I dig you. You're really awesome. And, you know, you're, you're like Eckhart, the same and blah, blah, blah. How come he's so well-known and, you know, you know, you're not? He said, I thought that meant something. And I, and I said to him, you know, I don't know. I love Eckhart. I think he's awesome. I thought his book was one of the most profound, important books ever written. When I read it, uh, I thought, oh, this is the book. This is my story. This is the book I wanted to write. And it was amazing, incredible, incredible work and incredible gift, incredible contribution. You know, I don't, I don't understand how any of this works, but I, what I do profoundly understand in a way that my brain and my mind and my intellect probably can't communicate, but tries, fumbles here along to try, is that I do profoundly understand how to align with this and to follow it. And I honestly, every single day, I'm learning more about that, not here, but in the transformation and evolution of this being. That is what realization is. And that is the journey that I like to call uh, life and the purpose of life. So it's not about getting to some plateau where it's all groovy. <laughs> and, you know, there's no more problems. That's not real. I work with people who've achieved phenomenal success in every possible way in this life that's possible. Phenomenal. They are as challenged as each and every one of us. They are as human as each and every one of us. And their journey into the unknown is exactly the same as yours. Exactly the same as mine. There's nobody who's higher or lower. That's crap. There is no authority in the truth. There never was, there never will be. That is why I told you there's only one savior and that is the saving grace of your true self. So I know you have all at least glimpsed that or been motivated by it, if not deeply transformed by it, because I know many of you. I don't know many of you and I feel connected to all of you and I wish I could know all of you. Honestly, I love meeting each and every one of you and getting to know each and every one of you. And I fall in love so easily. I don't mean inappropriately. As my brother, dear brother David said to me decades ago, it's falling in love at the high level. That is what a monk's life is about. And I guess in some ways I'm a monk in the world. So. We're meant to be connected. We're meant to feel the love of our connection, not in some way that is threatening or triggering, but actually is the fulfillment of our human relationships. And that's another gift of this journey is to find the true meaning of life, which is to love and be loved. On a relative level, that is the purpose. And we're not happy, we're not fulfilled until that is in our life usually. Whether or not we have a, someone else, an intimate other, it doesn't, you can have that without that. That's for sure. You can have that without that.
And I, my heart goes out to those of you who long for that, who haven't found it necessarily or been disappointed in that or frustrated. I know that journey very well, very well. True love didn't come knocking on my door till I was 58. <laughs> and I had thought it was over. <laughs> I was okay. I was open, I was available, but I figured, oh, come on. I had a conclusion. I was wrong. Isn't it nice to be wrong? when being right is in your way. Now that should be a meme. I got to write that one down. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah, this is when, this is, um, this is what I would call when our paradigm, our paradigms crack, you know, this is, this is what happens often with altered experience, whether it's through awakening, meditation, uh, you know, plant medicine, whatever, however it happens, love, you know, all the ways that we have our paradigms cracked open. Wow. And I, I've had it happen to me so many times. I've seen it with you so many times over my life. Incredible. And it can be quite destabilizing for a while, particularly when you're attached to how you think it is when you're attached to the story. You can't throw that out, you know, but you can begin to see how that story is when it is in your way. You can also see how the story is supportive when it needs to be. Sometimes the story is a great thing. Sometimes we watch a movie or see something that moves us profoundly, is inspiring. Stories are incredibly helpful in healing also. They're not just, it's like ego. Ego is not a bad thing to be destroyed or evicted or <laughs> ejected or evaporated or, you know, incinerated. <laughs> no, ego's an essential part of survival. It's just when you awaken and become realized, it isn't running the show anymore. It isn't, it isn't the, it isn't who you take yourself to be anymore. You don't take yourself to be anybody anymore. You're just living life simply, however you live it, whether you're just feeding the cat, taking out the garbage or running a multinational corporation or running a country. or playing for thousands for adoring fans. Hold on, I dropped my beads. Okay. That's me telling myself I've talked enough. Forgive me for wanting to be helpful. I can't help it. It's my, it's my ego structure. 
John, I don't want your help. Quiet. I, I want the presence. I understand. So sit in the presence. And just open to that and think about nothing. Don't think about it. That's it. As you open to it, it opens to you. As you surrender to it, it fills you and transforms you and heals you. It's not your personal will. It's how it works. Let it do it. Let it do it. In a minute or so, I'll ask for those who would like some support to raise their hands, <clears throat> your actual hand in the, in the screen, not yet. And I'll go around and write everyone's name down. But I wanna share something, which is when I talk about beginner's mind, the most important criteria for beginner's mind is emptiness. If the cup is full, it cannot receive anything. There's a famous Zen story about this where the student goes to the teacher and, and is there to have tea and the teacher starts pouring the tea into his teacup until it starts flowing over the, the rim of the cup. And, and the student says, well, wait a minute, you're pouring tea. He says, well, how can you put more in when it's already over full? It's like the nose that's blocked up. It can't smell the flower, it can't receive. So if there's no receiving happening, it means that something's filled up, that there's, it isn't empty. And your job is to be the explorer in that wilderness, to be the scientist that continually observes to see what's in the way here, what's holding back, what's preventing receiving. So again, please raise your hands if you'd like any support and I'll go through the group and write everyone's name down that has their hand up and give me a few minutes, please. It takes me a little while to do this. Wow. Um, I'm really delighted so many people. No, don't leave your hands up. <laughs> this is taking a while. Um, I really, I am, I'm, first I'm gonna apologize because I won't be able to get to all of you, there's so many. I'm delighted that so many people are interested in having some support though, that's beautiful, really. Boy, I'm somebody who does not hesitate in asking for help. There's no shame or blame in that. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. I really wish I could meet with each and every one of you that had their hands up. So I'm really sorry that I'm not going to be able to today. Um, but you know, often these, what comes through for one individual often is helpful for multiple people. So that may or may not be possible for you, but it might be. So do listen deeply if you can. I'm not even sure how to give instructions for that. I don't know. I get you'll you'll find out how. You'll find out how to listen. So that whether we work together and sit together or not, um, maybe that which needs attention in you will be given the attention it needs. And then as they say, more will be revealed and the next step will show up. Let's sit for a minute or two before we start, just in silence, and then I'll start calling on people. Thank you. Okay, the first person I'd like to work with is Jake. We can, I'm with you now. You can sit a little longer if you want. I have your video pen. I'm sitting with you now. If you want to sit for a minute or two before we start, it's up to you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Great. Shut this window. Oof. Heartbeat is racing. Mm. Take your time. I was going to ask a question about um, about art and the role that the role of an artist and the role that. Um, awakening plays in the life of an artist. Um, I feel like I'm some of my, the work I always wanted to make is now starting to come through. It's, it's always been this sense of, I'll know it when I hear it being a musician. I'll, I'll know it when, it when it comes out of the speakers. And it's always been a struggle and a challenge and there's been glimpses of it and it's, the parallel between my life as, as a creator and my life as a, I guess, a spiritual seeker has always been, they've been very parallel. It's always like everything you've said, I can map just almost just word for word onto my creative process. Um, getting out of my own way, you know, just so much of it is, is what happens every time I sit down to create something. So my question is basically, How do I get out of my own way when <laughs> when, when trying first to all, do first, first of all you have to see the humor in that? Huh? 
Yeah, if anybody knew, if anybody knew how, you know, we would have figured it out a long time ago. <laughs> I thought I'd ask you a difficult question. No, it's a, um, it's, it, it is the ultimate, it is the ultimate, you know, conundrum. And how do I know when I'm when what, I'm in my own way what, or out of my own way? Yes. I don't, I don't I love, know. Oh, I love the questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mm. So close your eyes and feel what you're feeling because I feel what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The sad news, dear Jake, is that we can't get out of our own way. <laughs> That's not how it happens. We are forced to get out of our own way by the consciousness that's evolving in us. It literally forces us and it's not easy because the one who wants to be out of the way is the one who is in the way. The one who wants to be out of the way, the one who's in control. So surrender and vulnerability are the hallmarks of knowing that it's evolving. But people naturally, egos avoid vulnerability. This is the conundrum. This is the catch-22. You just hit the nail on the head 100%. And that's why I laughed, because the truth is funny. The relative truth is really, I mean, it's, but, 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 but how do you know you can't know. You can only be the knowing that has no knowing. You can only be, and that, so it's working for you. I've been seeing this with you. It has been working. It's been working for me, and I don't know how either. I look back at my life over my entire life, 69 years, and I have no idea how all of the things came together. I, the stories are, I, I don't even believe it. And I don't even know how it happened. Uh. Everyone's life is like that, honestly. We have this false belief that we're making things happening. Uh-huh. Okay. Not true. Are we planting seeds? Are we doing the groundwork? Yes. Do we pound the pavement or do whatever we have to do to then let what happens happen and we participate in it? Yes. So is there a part, do you participate in this as a relative person who wants to get out of the way, who wants to, to be successful as a musician? Yes. But it's that, it's that constant middle, it's that constant edge that we're going back and forth over between being attached and identified and being in the realm of freedom, which is no self. It's not trying to hold on to no self. That's the delusion of non-duality. There's that's utter, that's that is the height of spiritual identified delusion. If I can be heavy duty. <laughs> No, you're fine. And the beauty, the, the beautiful, wonderful gift that you are as a human being is that you feel profoundly and deeply. You're not cut off from your heart. You're not cut off from your ability to cry and grieve. You are a lucky, lucky person. So hang in there. The journey is unstable and unknowable and scary and vulnerable. See? See how it's we're connecting more now as I'm saying that? You know how you know what that is? That's how you know. You feel how it, the alignment is going, yes. 
when I work with people and I ask them relative questions, I watch and see what happens to their field, their psychic field. I don't know that they shouldn't be or should be in that relationship. But when I see that, I'll say to them, your field just expanded. That's usually a yes. But I don't, do I know? I'm not, I'm not the Oracle at Delphi. I'm not charging people a thousand dollars for a psychic reading. I probably should, but I don't because I don't, I, you know, there is no, there's no true intuition that knows ever. There's never a knower in intuition. So you are being guided and it's always unknowable. So the one who wants to know is the one that I felt and the one you tuned into and had, and he cried. That's all. Let him keep crying. I do. My dear friend, Brother David, who's now like 97, I think, and is writing a book at 97 is amazingly vibrant and credible. You know, he told me probably 40 years ago, 50 years ago, my heart, I cry every day. It's my heart washing itself. And he's one of the most radiant realized beings I've ever been lucky enough to be that close to as I have been for all these years. He's a human being. He even told me the purpose of spirituality is to be fully human. See, this is where a lot of the spiritual identified teachings have got it completely wrong and have turned people into followers, believers, and slaves and have given power to dictators. This is the problem. This is why what we're teaching here isn't about believing, it's about freedom true freedom. And on relative level, we want to have our sovereignty, don't we? What's happening in Ukraine is horrifically heartbreaking. But those people want to be have their sovereignty. I get it. If I was there, I'd be fighting too. Or doing whatever I could to help. So don't mean to be political. But you know what I'm saying is that you're on the right track, it's working. Is this helpful? Yeah, thank you. This is where you turn towards the vulnerability and let yourself unwind emotionally and then come back into this presence that you are deeply integrating in. This is why I said during the talk that realization is an ongoing evolution of consciousness into the matter of our conditioned self. Just because somebody has awakening is no guarantee at all that there's any integration. Plenty of people have awakenings that goes nowhere, or they get a little bit of, you know, awakening and their ego takes control of it and they end up being a, a um, abusive cult leader. Happens all the time. Or a dictator. Yeah, very dangerous stuff. But in the art world, Zhang, you know, this is, this is an area that, you know, because I also am a musician and an artist, not professionally, but it's been my life journey as well, that true art is when no one's creating it. Mm. And you know, when you go to a museum or you hear music or art like that, it totally moves you. Mm. For not, or when you go and hear a performer that has no, and I, I don't want to name any names because I worked in that world for decades, I met some very and worked with some very, very well known people. And when when there's no ego there, everyone is profoundly transformed by those concerts. 
And they're not taking themselves to be that. They're just like you and me, just fine, just learning and becoming, you know, developing our art and our skill and our craft. So I remember I went to see a Monet exhibit once in Washington, DC, I was there and, uh, you know, they had the audio tour, you know, that everybody was standing in front of all the real whatever ones that were getting, but there were, there was one that didn't, wasn't on the audio tour and somehow or other that just grabbed me and brought me. And I, I stood there transfixed in presence for like 20 minutes. And I thought, wow, Monet really got it. I mean, it was like, whoa, it blew me away. Same thing happened with an Egyptian exhibit in San Francisco. And I was, there was a, there was a life-size sculpture of one of the famous, um, pharaohs, female pharaohs. And uh, it was incredible. And I, 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 you know, usually when I go to a museum, I'll, I'll go and some things that affect me, I'll go back and be with. And that was just channeling something incredibly intense and powerful. I even went back to the museum two or three times just to be with it. I just skipped everything else and went right there. <clears throat> and a friend of mine who's, she's been a Tibetan Buddhist for her life and very serious practitioner, deeply plugged in Turned out she had the exact same experience at the museum. We, talk, we talked about the museum. I said, did you see? She says, oh yeah, I had to just stand there and be with that. I, I have tried to find a photo of that. I can't find it. I don't know. I bought books on, you know, Egyptian. I haven't, I haven't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't even remember it, but it was very potent. So this, so amazingly something that was created then is still alive. Because whoever created that was you, was the one. That's right. So you and me and every one of us here are being guided the same way. And none of us know how it's working. What I'm teaching is how to watch and understand it's working in a way that isn't the knower. Does that make sense? Yeah, because the one who wants to know is ego, the one who's holding on, the one who wants to be secure, wants to feel reassured. And so when we want to be reassured, when we want to, that's, that's our little self that needs loving kindness and for permission and tenderness and reparenting and all that and trauma work and all that it needs. That's beautiful because when we do that work, and even I do that work, because I have serious deep traumas that still come up and are being healed phenomenally, beautifully. And it just deepens the realization. It just increases the presence, the power of the presence. As Suzuki Roshi said, it's the weeds that you put back into the soil and it nourishes the plant. Mind weeds, I think he called them in Zen mind, beginner's mind. Exactly, that's Zen practice. I'm so glad things are unfolding for you and your art. It's really good to see you and be with you. And I really appreciate your question very much. Is there anything else you'd like to say or share? Was that helpful for you? Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jim. More than welcome. Take good care. Okay.
Okay, let's um, come back and we'll sit a little bit before I work with uh, Susan next. <clears throat> Susan Foster. Okay, Susan, we can sit a little and whenever you're ready. Yeah, take your time. I've been doing some of the breath work that you've suggested. Oh, how's just, it going? I just really love it. I mean, you had mentioned a book last year mm -hmm. that I thought was great. And this is Yeah, it is. And then the two of them get together. So that's. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, James Nestor, who wrote Breathe, also was studying, you know, um, the work of uh, Patrick McEwen. Oh, Patrick, okay. Yeah, Patrick has it. been, he's had thousands and thousands of clients and patients for many, many years. He has a tremendous track record of success and for health benefits and for athletic benefits. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I'm quite amazed by it. And everybody I, that I know, the students and friends who are doing it are finding it to be quite remarkable. Yeah. And then what it brought about, unbeknownst to me, was this invitation and the allowing, the allowing to allow or something, whatever you said in the beginning was this, um, in fact, everything you said was sort of just hitting the high points of the last 30 days in this hmm. invitation to go deeper. I, As you know, I had my first profound awakening was a child, but really as a teenager uh, with Corey Ten Boom, where she said to me, you were the one. So you mm. just said that again oh. today. Oh. And, <laughs> and so, but see, if you have that knowing at 15, or I should be done by now is what keeps what keeps happening and then oh but but that was what i was that's what the whole talk was about exactly exactly so and, and we have and, I, and you know isn't that interesting that somehow or other those false beliefs have been propagated for thousands of years yeah yeah i know and it's then, really and just what? the last 30 days being pulled apart and that whole shamanic dismemberment um inviting the depth inviting to go deeper wanting to go deeper and always it's you know and i and it's i think that you know it's important to have the relative reaction to it and let that move through a lot of people don't think if they have if they're if they're laying spiritual platitude trips on themselves they think oh well, i can't vent my anger i can't have this kind of emotion because somehow that means i'm not progressing or i'm not exactly. involved or some mm -hmm. other real misunderstanding of how it works yeah and how can i be teaching this stuff when... oh god that's the worst <laughs> i remember i you know Aj and i have been friends for over two decades very close and i remember there was somebody who came to me and she wanted to teach and wanted me to you know acknowledge her that way and i didn't and uh, she was pretty upset about it whatever and and he said oh yeah when somebody wants to teach that's a real red flag right yes but That's if you don't want to and you resist it. <laughs> that was that was me, actually. Yeah. 
kind of remember he called, that. He <laughs> called me the reluctant teacher for a long time. Well, both of my parents were dying. I had so much on my plate. I thought, I don't, I can't. And I just didn't, you know, I didn't feel I could handle it, honestly. Yeah. Well, and just now just this whole experience of not knowing anything, even less than nothing. It went from not knowing anything to to knowing less. It's than it's that. it's being, understanding, living, and not knowing. Right. That is the way Jean said it. Oh, Jean Klein. Jean, yeah, that's how he said it, and I love that because mm -hmm. that's where that a very huge shift for me happened with him, in my initial uh, relationship with him back in '89. That one happened. And it was like, that's when I gave away all my literally walls of books because I didn't need them anymore. It was right here. It was, you know, and he even said, you don't need any intellectual input anymore. I, and, you know, and I said, I know I can't even, if I read, if I start to read a spiritual book, I fall asleep and we both cracked up laughing. I and know. then I said, I, and then I said, I can't even read your books. And he, we cracked up laughing. Oh, he, he would love that. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. And and so his words, which really were very potent for me, like those words you mentioned earlier to you, he said, uh, live in not knowing, being understanding. And that is not an intellectual understanding. You can't understand that intellectual. Just the whole talk was about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the work I did with uh, Jake, same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved that. that was and great. you know, I can see the change in you. And yeah, I feel very different. There's you're soft. You're you're softer. I've been nice. beaten up. <laughs> yeah. Me, me too. I'm I'm am I'm a veteran of transformation. I'm I'm a I'm a yeah I'm, I'm a uh, I should get, we should get purple hearts for transformation or something. Yeah. And, and wounded on the front of transformation. Yeah, and the willingness to be dismembered because that's what it's that's what it's like, and I. You know, my daughter-in-law had a miscarriage during this oh. day. And oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. And it was heartbreaking for all of us. But it's also the lining is now we all have my son and my daughter-in-law, even my granddaughter, who's just a baby still. Um, there's been this reconnection between all of us as a family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, feeling the spirit of the one that didn't come through. That, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It can yeah. come back or whatever is, but it's that idea that the possibility potential is so alive in a new pregnancy. And it's such a beautiful metaphor for every, everything that you're talking about, what we're doing and yes. what comes through us as humans, other humans come through us. My God. Some of your words are not coming across. On oh, I'm things. sorry. I, I, I talk softly. And no, no, I think it's if you're not using some kind of headset, it really. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I hadn't planned on talking. I just was somebody else raised my hand. It's OK, but I is. Is there anything else that you wanted to ask or share? Um, I just wanted, I guess, just more this. Um, reassurance that we don't get done that that's not a failing to not be done. Okay, I'll, I'll, let's just relax and I'll respond. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> mm. 
The one who wants to get done is the one that wants to know, the one that wants to be safe, the one that wants to be reassured. Reality, true reality is not only infinite, but it's unknowable, immeasurable. So there is no done. Maybe if you're building a house or painting a picture or writing a, composing a symphony or something. Yeah, now maybe it's done. But this, the, the word done doesn't even exist. The concept isn't even real. Thank goodness there's no done. Otherwise you'd be constantly measuring yourself against an immeasurable bar that you'll never achieve. That's, that's why when people, that's why people, when they project perfection onto a teacher and the teacher keeps them enslaved, they think I'll never get there. But what they don't know is that's not true. There is no there to get. There is no there here ever. Reality is infinite. And when you are one with that, you are at peace. And there is no one trying to get anything. There is no one trying to get done. There is no one trying to know. There's just openness. The one who wants to be done is the one that's vulnerable. And that's what you turn towards and allow that one to feel the vulnerability. The baby within. The, the, the vulnerable infant inside you or whoever that is, little girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So give, give, yeah. give her That's loving, yeah. give her, find out what she needs and listen to her because she wasn't listened to before. No. And that's it. Exactly. That's what's been being seen. Well, reparenting that. is a big part of the healing process for the human relative human. And that too never ends. Well, as long as you're in this body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it, I, I will say personally that it, for the most part, if you really understand how this works and follows it, it gets a lot better and pretty, and pretty amazing and actually gets pretty phenomenally wonderful and extraordinarily rich and fulfilled. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It gets a lot better. Yeah. I'd say that for sure. But it doesn't mean there aren't relative challenges and difficulties that we are all faced with. There's no way that's not, I mean, that's just unknowable. Because there's been that too, the brilliance and the beauty and yeah. profound life. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, the one who wants to be the done one, excuse me, the one who wants to be done, this is going to answer Jake's question, is the one who's in the way. <laughs> Big hugs. Good to see you. Thanks. Okay. Um, let's come back again. Sit a little in silence before I work with Alex.
Okay, Alex, just take your time. We can sit a little if you want first, or you can speak whenever you feel like it. Can you hear me okay? I can, thank you, John. Sure. So I've got a question, um, and then it would be great to sit with you, please. So you've spoken about this subject with quite a few other people and in your spiel at the beginning. So um, it's <laughs> awesome. And just to specifically laser it onto to my baggage. Uh, my <laughs> I like spiel. Thank you for using that. It's such a good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the, mic. Um, the, day, the daily spiel. <laughs> Well, I think that spiel means play in German too, so that's quite nice. Um, okay. I have this BS expectation that I I should never avoid, and I, I'm very happy for there to be stuff to come up, but I expect myself to be present with it. <laughs> I'm fully down with shit's always going to pop off in my life and stuff is going to come up but I expect myself never to run away from it and always to be laser focused on what's going on and I'm just aware how much that bullshit story is how much pain and frustration it causes me I can see that and like the last week has it's been a cool week but I've, I've kind of the, the, there's nothing really that I'm present to that I've been avoiding I just haven't been doing my practices or or making any time for me I've just been doing and even doing trying to get peaceful uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah I'm really just done with it I just I would like I would like to accept avoidance as a, as a human thing and I would like to have more compassion and love uh, for myself when I'm doing it and um, an acceptance that it's, yeah, I'm, I'm not fully there yet, but even talking about it is a little bit helpful. I don't, I, I don't think anybody's fully there. I think it's an ongoing evolution of transformation. It isn't that you understand it. You understand it. It's not complicated, but it's, but how it transforms your actual nervous system how it transforms your MO, your modus operandi, that's slow and organic. Organic change and natural change grows like a garden. It's not fast. So that's where we need to have the right perspective and attitude, which requires a kind of open-minded, infinite patience. And when you're upset with yourself that you're not, or however you react to yourself that you bring forgiveness and whatever, you learn how to become, uh, you learn how to love yourself, actually. Just to say it right to the bottom line, you really, and in all of the aspects of how that works, which is many, you learn to take, you learn to be a better friend to yourself. You learn how to reparent yourself. You learn how to listen in a way and then as you do, you see this connection, this deepening grows. That's how it happens. That's how it transforms. And then you see the quality of how, it's not that you 
that you're not, it's not about paying attention, it's how you pay attention. And even the way that you demonstrated it with this kind of almost militaristic whip that you were snapping, you know what I mean? Whatever, hitting, you know, this is like really intense, that that's, your body's gonna recoil to that. So you wanna begin to find out, and I'm not saying there isn't a place for that kind of, let's just say, firmness, discipline. This discipline is, can be very essential and important, but, the, but you can be very disciplined and soft. You can be 100% present, but no pushing, no forcing, no demanding. That one is going in. I think that one may be part of it is the demand, you know? There's a demand that you do it. And anytime there's a demand, there's gotta be a part that's saying, nope, I'm gonna go watch YouTube. I'm gonna go do something. I'm gonna avoid my, I'm, not even that you're gonna avoid, you're just not gonna go there because it's because who wants to be forced into something like that? In that way, I mean. So you, what, you, what you want to start noticing is the quality of how you bring attention to yourself when you do. That's where the cutting edge of your attention will evolve. You're tuned in, you, you feel this, you're aware of awareness. And yet, as you become aware of awareness, then also how you become aware of the avoider or the one who should be, the one who thinks you should be always paying attention. Those are elements that are in the way actually of being here. Does that make sense? So let's let's see, is that helpful? It is, and it, it, it's, I think you said already, but it's specifically when I know that I'm doing it, I know I'm avoiding, because it's not, I'm sure it does happen, but it's not so much now that I don't know I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it and I'm annoyed that I'm choosing. And it's like, no, I'm not going to look. So, and I so, so be with the annoyed one. And, 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 and get to know the one who's annoyed. Okay. That's, that's the part of you that's running things in a way that's in the way. Yeah, no judgment for that. It's unconscious. It's just, it got you to the place you are in your life. And it was very important, but it's not, but it's, you don't want it to run the whole show. It won't, you won't be happy if it does. Let's, let's, let's sit now. <laughs> yeah. And also it's okay to not pay attention. It's okay to avoid. Give yourself permission to not be present. <laughs> that should be a meme, that'll be a popular one. Wow. I don't have to be present all the time. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Because you know what? That which is already is. You're not doing that. That which is always present always is. We're just not aware of it because we're in the way. It's never not here. We're just not aware of it, that's all. Beautiful, see, you're available. You're receiving now, aren't you? You're not avoiding. 
are there parts of you that are holding and controlled and all that? Yeah, but that, but this awareness will bring more light to that. It will make it more visible. It's like the example I use when you go up in your attic and you're trying to clean with a candle light and you do a mediocre job, then you go up with a floodlight and all kinds, and you go, oh my God. And you think, where did all this dirt come from? It's just, you had a very dim light before. Now you're getting a brighter light, you see more. <clears throat> People freak out when they awaken and they start to become more conscious. Like all of a sudden they see all of the dark side, more of the dark side and they freak out. Like what's wrong? This must be the wrong practice. No, it's working. Good to see you. Glad you could be here today. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, let's all sit. Oh, goodness. Time just marches on. <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to, I want to reach every one of you and I'm, it's, my relative self is frustrated. So I'm sorry to all of you that I won't get to be with today one-on-one, -on -one, okay? Please forgive me. I'm going to work with uh, Yana next. Let's sit for a minute. And, oops. Okay. Ayana, can you hear me okay? Hi, John. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. How, how are you? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's okay. That's, it was a, it's not important to try to answer that. What, what's, what do you need or want? Or what would you like to share? Do you just want to sit together? Whatever you like, is fine. Well, when you called on me, uh, there was a strong pulsation. Um, it was as if my heart moved into my solar plexus. And, and I can still feel that a bit. Okay. So when you ask me what I need, I mean, what came to my mind was help. But I just think that just being here is that with you? Yes, good. Yes, let's, let me just sit together. Mm.
Just notice any areas that may have restriction, like in the throat. Yeah, I felt, yeah. <laughs> that was what was choking me. <laughs> it's, it's been choking me for two weeks now. <laughs> I, I, yes. Well, at least you're bringing it into the light, into the presence and letting it just be, be allowed. Okay. Hmm. I think underneath it is emotion, of course. I can feel that. Yeah. We have been conditioned, however that we are, to hold back because we had to cope, survive, fit in, belong, all of it. And but sometimes we need to really vocalize in a way that allows that to move, <clears throat> that pain, in a way that's not destructive to oneself or others, harmful to oneself or others. Even saying it, it's, it's opening, isn't it? Wow, boy, your consciousness is potent, Yana. Wow. When, when you said holding back, it, it just, it opened me when you said, there you oh, go. <clears throat> that's what I used to call the spring loaded cabinet. You know, what spring loaded cabinets, these have these cabinets where they, there's no knobs on them, but you push them in and they open. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, in yoga training, when I first was learning yoga, when I was 18 and doing yoga three hours a day, you know, you would tighten your whole body and then you'd release and things would relax. So sometimes you have to tighten things up for them to let go. <sighs> I felt good. Oh actually. my God. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> That's why it's important to, to honor the resistance because the resistance is part of the release. People say I shouldn't have yeah. resistance. No, no, no. You are having resistance, not should or shouldn't. It is. So how do you work with resistance so that it spring, spring loads into opening? That's what I'm teaching. And that's what works. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we get afraid of the light. We get afraid of the power of the light. And people get very afraid of the power. You know, all the levels of holding back more and more come up until it just, you know, slowly but surely and sometimes intensely clears all our channels. Nice. There's still some more, but it's not, it's a lot better. Well, it was really important to hear that um, the resistance is okay. Good. Because it, it keeps coming back and. Exactly. So. This is like what I was saying to Alex. We have, it, it's okay to resist, avoid, you know, all of it. Our human, everything has to be understood as part of the whole gestalt. And then we understand how the interface of consciousness is working. Then it makes sense. And then practice and spirituality all fall into place and the understanding is profound. It isn't the beliefs anymore because there are no, there can't be any beliefs that work on that level. It's only, this is it. You're finding, you are absolutely, not only finding your way, you are following it. Everyone here is, really.
there's a universal aspect of it, the presence, and then there's the specific, which is each individual's journey, which we, which I learn from, you learn from, we all learn from, all the time, whether it's within ourselves or with each other. That's why this satsang, at a certain level, if you can listen on that level, is, as one of my students said, her favorite Netflix show she likes to binge. <laughs> Is, this, is these satsangs. <laughs> I love that. It definitely is a network. It is a connecting thing. You know, I would like to see it develop in some way. I don't know how to do it. I've had some suggestions, but I don't know how, because I know a lot of us really feel like we're, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything because I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but there's something that's very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Very good to see you. Are you okay? I think so. You're in you're in Slovakia. In um, Czech Republic. How is it there with everything going on? Well, I mean, we do have some refugees coming in, so mm -hmm. it's um, you know it's very present. What's happening is uh, undeniably yeah. present. Um, oh. But, you know, we are safe for now. Good. Well, my heart is with you. My heart is with you. I have been thinking of you the whole time. Thank you. And all of my I friends. Love you so over, much, all, of my, all of my friends over there. Hmm? Yeah, I love you so much. Thank you for, for, you know, for being as you are. You're welcome. I love you too, Jan. And I hope one day we get to give each other a hug in person. Me too. Me too. <laughs> You take wonderful okay, care. Thank you, everyone. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for coming up. Yeah, really appreciate it. Okay. Well, I wish I had a few more hours so I could meet with every one of you today that wanted to meet. I really do. And I, I'm just going to tune into everyone right now and all of you and let us sit together now for the remainder of our time together. Um, I love that we've had some really beautiful expressions today of the importance of allowing our humanity to be as it is in our unconscious reactivity to the way it is. So important. This really allows the spirit, the life force to evolve in us. It's not holding on to the spirit that evolves us. It's the bringing the consciousness to the relative self that evolves us. So coming here and being available to yourself truly is the way. I want to thank you all for your attention. I want to thank you all for your patience or whatever it took to be here with yourself, with all of us. And I want to especially thank those of you that I met with today. And I want to thank all of you that I didn't get to call on and are able to understand that or deal or work with that in yourself, because I know that can be very difficult and tr triggering and frustrating.
just remember that you, that you truly are, is not only the one, the saving grace, but it's also the way that is guiding you uniquely in your life to find what it is that will fulfill you and give you what you need in this life in every way. And may that way become clearer for you. And may you continue to truly allow the transformative healing power of your true nature to guide you and free you. Oh, wonderful to be with you today. It's wonderful to see all of you and be with you. Um, take really good care of yourself and each other and hope to see you soon. I'll be back again next Saturday and I hope you have a wonderful week and lots of love. Happy trails. Bye for now.